0: Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left.
1: How many tackles can one man break?
0: (laughs) You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. (gasps) My goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The best.
1: Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And this is our wide receiver two fantasy preview episode for 2023. Here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on?
1: What's up? Uh, I'm just happy we finally got uh, DeAndre Hopkins clarity and just in time for today's pod. So I- I'm stoked about that.
2: Yeah, that was kind of uh, just like a, a dark cloud over some of the wide receiver situations <laughs> yeah. uh, in the league. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, he is uh, still in that wide receiver two range in terms of ADP. So we'll kind of talk about, uh, you know, where we're ranking him. We'll go through every wide receiver uh, in that range. And then next episode, uh, we'll talk about all of the wide receiver threes and beyond guys we'd like uh, outside that that range as well. But uh let's jump into it here with the wide receiver 13 by ADP. and we're using a best ball ADP over the past couple of weeks uh, to try to get the, you know the most uh recent uh ADP, obviously, depending on what site you're on, that could change. but Devonte Smith is the wide receiver 13 uh for us here. And uh, I guess my question to you is, you know, any any room to kind of grow on this ADP with AJ Brown still, uh, there in Philly, they weren't a super pass-heavy team. Uh, they could throw a little more next year, but uh, just your thoughts on kind of Smith's uh, ceiling uh, at wide receiver 13.
1: Yeah, to be honest, probably not much room to grow from here. Um, you know, he was the wide receiver 10 last year, but, you know, taken in context, he played all 17 games. So I, that's why I tend to look at points per game, and he was wide receiver 17. Um, and we have to remember he benefited from Dallas Goddard being out weeks eleven through fifteen, he was the wide receiver ten during that stretch. Um, another quirky thing about his season last year is two of his four hundred plus yard games last year came in the two games started by Gardner Minshew. Um, and I always said that you know uh, whenever Minshew's under center, uh, it's going to probably raise uh Devonta Smith's projection. That just proved it last year. So he's probably going a tad early. I mean, he's very talented, obviously. But you know the limitations of the offense with Jalen Hurts just scrambling a lot. You know they're going to be winning a lot of games. They won't need to throw as much, and he has to compete with AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard. Uh, this is probably closer to his ceiling. Uh, I, I do have him right around here. You know he's my wide receiver fourteen, uh, but he's not a guy I'm just racing to get. But if he falls to me in drafts, I'll gladly take him. But this does feel closer uh, to his ceiling.
2: Yeah, I don't think he has a massive, massive room to improve uh, at this ADP, but, uh, you know, and and you kind of mentioned it with Dallas Goddard there, four of his five lowest scores of the year came in the games Goddard played uh, as well. So that's something to keep in mind, but, and we should probably start before we go to the remainder of these wide receivers, just kind of, how are you valuing the wide receiver two position as a whole? Because personally, Uh, I'm valuing it pretty high this year. I Even if, for example, I say, hey, there's a guy like Debo Samuel. Maybe I have him two spots below where his ADP is. I still want at least one guy, uh, if not two, from this tier because I think the the, the teardrop after about the top 30 or so uh, is a little bit steeper than it has been in recent years. So I'm still loading up on, on wide receiver here. Uh but but how are you kind of valuing uh valuating, excuse me, the 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 wide receiver two position as a whole?
1: Oh, for sure. Similar. Uh, you know, if you look at my overall top one fifty, like the first 12 or like all receivers, I think it's critical to get your first receiver early, like in round one. Uh and then round two, it's like all running backs. That's typically like I've said that you get Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. And then round three, it's all receivers again. I, I think it's absolutely critical. Um you know, the receivers we're going to talk about today, I'm pretty much in line with ADP. I, I don't have many like that are way too high or way too low. Um, and that's where I think people can maybe get complacent at the position. Um, you know, I, I think it is absolutely critical to come away after this tears off the board with two or maybe three wide receivers, because it does fall off, you know, considerably after that, uh, like after the wide receiver 36 range. Um, so I think it's critical to get them, this is also the range where you'll see people maybe take a quarterback, which again, this year, I can't fault them or a Mark Andrews type, or, you know, start hitting on the RB two tier. Um, but overall I'm with you. I think this is still the range where uh, I'm going to be targeting a receiver and try to have at least two, once this tier's off the board.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because it, you look at this tier and Devontae Smith goes uh, around, you know, pick about 25, 26 overall. Yeah. Uh, and then the last guy we're going to talk about, uh, the wide receiver 24, is Christian Watson. He goes about pick number 56. So, you know, within that range, you know, 26 to 56, essentially, for most, if in a 12 team league, that's going to be what, the third uh, to the fifth round? Yep. I want receivers in most of those spots. You know, maybe, maybe there'll be a, a quarterback or a tight end I'll make an exception for. Uh, but generally speaking, I'm looking at receivers. Uh, in in those spots because when you compare these guys to the running backs in that range I just think that there's running backs you know after pick 56 and well into the you know 60s 70s 80s that aren't that different from the running backs going you know the running back twos going in Mm -hmm. that range whereas at wide receiver as I mentioned uh, it really starts to fall off a a cliff very quickly uh you know it's after I would say about the top 32 33 guys at wide receiver so Um, that, that's kind of, I just wanted to put that out there for people, uh, because like, like you said, I don't think the ADPs for any of these guys are massively off. We'll talk about some of the risks, uh, risk factors for each of these guys, but overall, I still think that, you know, we should be drafting from, from this tier, uh, aggressively. Uh, with that being said, Chris Olave is the number 14 wide receiver age 23 season entering year two. 26 and percent target for per route rate uh, in his rookie year. That was excellent. I guess, you know, what is, what are you kind of looking at for Olave going from, from year one to year two? And if Michael Thomas is healthy, who's yep. the number one receiver?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I still think it's Olave. I mean, I thought he'd be good last year, but not that good. Like I was just surprised how good he looked as a rookie. So, you know, it's fair to assume he's going to take, you know, a leap in year two as well. So it's scary to think how good he'll be this year. Um, But like you mentioned, he he benefited from Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, missing a ton of time last year. So I think uh, with Michael Thomas in the mix, he's certainly going to eat in his target share. Um, You know, I I think when both are healthy, I think Olave is the better receiver, uh, and I still think he'll be the number one target. Um, and you know he saw a ton of targets downfield last year 54 um, percent were catchable uh, Derek Carr you know he's not the greatest downfield thrower but he had a 56 catch ball right uh, 20 yards plus downfield so if anything it might be a slight upgrade or a neutral QB change uh, for Olave um, so I think he'll he'll continue to put up you know solid wide receiver two numbers I think At the end of the day, his, you know, his closing rank on the season will come down to how many games was Michael Thomas healthy for. I I think it really comes down to that. If Michael Thomas plays all 17 games, uh, Olave is probably going too high. Um, But again, I probably wouldn't bet on Michael Thomas playing all 17 games at this point. So that's why I do have Olave right in this range. Um, But as long as Thomas is healthy, I think Olave will be, you know, more of a mid-range wide receiver, too.
2: Yeah, I have I have a, like, a couple. I think I have them a uh, number eighteen, so I do have mm-hmm. a couple of spots down. But that is because you know I can't just project Michael Thomas for three games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly like, like he played last year. Uh, also, yeah. I do think it's like you have to kind of balance out. You know, guys going from year one to year two, especially guys who were drafted on day one or day two and, and had successful uh, rookie years. Um, you know, they tend to make another leap, you know, from year one to year two. But there's also the uncertainty of, you know, how how much is Tom's going to play? The uncertainty of how is Derek Carr going to work? Because Andy Dalton actually had a very good season last year. So I would say it's probably more likely than not that Carr is not (laughs) an improvement. Uh, It's more that he's going to be either kind of the same or a little bit worse. Uh, And then, you know, it, it just also comes down to, Olave, you know, if he gets hit in the head again, I, I also do worry. I think he's one of those guys where um he could he's like a bigger concussion risk than most most guys. Um, so that's something else. But you know, that that's why I have him a couple of spots down. But as I said, you know, I'm still drafting guys, like I'm still drafting Olave over all the running backs going in this tier, uh, but I do have him a couple of spots lower than uh consensus ADP in terms of the wide receiver mm-hmm. ranks.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Who would rather have Olave or Keenan Allen? I guess we can answer that in a few minutes, but we, we'd I actually, rather have. Yeah, we yeah. would still
2: rather have Keenan. Um, yeah, you know, the he's safety just been of it. so consistent. And yeah. like, you know, we've talked about this. I think the Chargers are going to be one of the fastest-paced teams in the league, whereas the Saints, you know, they like to run a little more. There's just a lot more uncertainty because of what how the Saints play. You know, the Taysom Hill factor, the, you know, whether Michael Thomas stays healthy, the fact that they like to run it a little bit more so. Yeah, uh, that's that's really all it is. It's just kind of managing mm-hmm. the risk-reward. But um, as you mentioned, I mean, I don't know. Like, Olave had such a good rookie year in terms of, like, the the target rate and things like that. The yards per route was 2.4. It's really hard to improve upon that, too. So, um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's uh, he's a great player. But uh, as far as this year, yeah, there's just a couple of guys that uh, I'd rather have. Uh, DK Metcalf is the wide receiver 15 in ADP. He's going on to his age 26 season, year five in the league. Um, you know, last season, it, it was him and Tyra Lockett pretty much even, uh, but Metcalf does go uh, considerably higher than Lockett. What are your thoughts on, uh, on him at this price at, at wide receiver 15?
1: Yeah, I think he's he's one of those guys where we know what we're getting uh, from Metcalf at this point, and he's, he's still only 25 years old, probably hasn't even peaked yet. Um, and last year, you know, I was a little bit down on him because I, I didn't think Geno Smith was going to turn out to be an upgrade over Russell Wilson, but that's exactly what happened. And, you know, one of those reasons is Geno was just great on deep passes last year. He had the fifth highest catchable rate on passes 20-plus yards downfield, um, first and on target rate. So that's excellent for DK Metcalf. Um, You know, when it comes to entering Jackson Smith, Najigba into the target uh, pecking order, um, it could eat into DK's target share a little bit, but it could also draw some attention away from uh, defenses with Metcalf. So, um, you know, it's going to ding Metcalf a little bit, but maybe not enough to really lower him on my ranking. So I I have DK as the wide receiver 15. I think this is about right. Uh, However, I do think the gap between Metcalf and Lockett isn't as big as the ADP would suggest. So um, when it comes to Seattle wide receivers, I think I'd rather wait and take Lockett, you know, several rounds later. Uh, But I think where Metcalf is going, uh, you know, he still has a massive ceiling. I think wide receiver 15 is about right.
2: Yeah, uh, like I agree. I think Lockett is the guy that should be higher, but I'm not really fading Metcalf for any reason you know it's just it's just i'm old i'm just kind of going after lockett uh pretty hard uh you know i think he's the wide receiver 32 so i'm you know i have him like six spots six yeah i think it's six spots higher than that but uh as far as metcalf you know very durable hasn't missed a game yet in his career which uh i think is promising and yeah he's entering his prime wide receivers usually you know in you can expect in their age 26 seasons uh age 26 to 27 is usually when they peak so you know, we haven't seen, uh, we probably haven't seen the ceiling for DK Metcalf. I mean, he's, he had 1,300 yards in year two, and he hasn't matched that uh, the last couple of years. Is They've been targeting him a little closer to the line of scrimmage, which probably has helped his consistency. But uh, I do think he has a monster season in him. And uh, I don't really think it's, you know, like anything is too different from last year outside of mm-hmm. Smith and the Jigba. But yep. that, that should just, you know, if anything, that should, you know, hurt the tight ends a little bit more. And like you said, just kind of help the defense to stay honest. So uh, no, no real worries uh, about Metcalf here uh, at at this spot. Again, I just, I just think, you know, compared to the running backs, you could take in this range. I mean, DK Metcalf, I think the floor uh, is, is considerably higher. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. All right, let's go to the 16th wide receiver uh, by ADP over the last couple of weeks. That's Debo Samuel. Uh, he suffered a pretty big decline in 2022. The average depth of target went down from about eight and a half the year before to about four and a half last year. Uh, the targets per route were down about a percent, 24 to 23. The yards per route went from three to 1.7. Um, so just not not as much of an outlier year from Debo last year how are you pegging him uh for for this year
1: um yeah th- you know he's still one of the best players in the league don't get me wrong but just in terms of fantasy it- it's hard to project him higher than this with Christian McCaffrey in this offense just because you know they they operate in the similar areas of the field it- it's also um Less than the need to give Debo, you know, direct handoffs. The, the glory days of Debo were uh, 2021 when he was racking up five to eight rush attempts a game and getting touchdowns, you know, so um, his, his role is going to change a bit with McCaffrey there. Um, after McCaffrey became a full-time player in week eight, Debo ranked wide receiver 33 in points per game the rest of the way. So that's kind of just, you know, the the Christian McCaffrey impact that we saw off the bat. Um Plus, you know, they also have Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle commanding their targets. Um, the Niners, you know, will have plenty of leading uh, game scripts and be a run-heavy team. So I think Debo's is going to be extremely inconsistent for wide receiver, too. So at the end of the year, he might put up wide receiver 16 numbers. Um, I-, I think you're going to be disappointed because he's going to put up a lot more duds than other guys in this range, like your boy Keenan Allen coming up. Um, so I rather just have a guy that's going to give me steady wide receiver to production in this range than somebody that's going to go off one week and then maybe put up a dud the other just because there's too many mouths to feed in this offense right now. And Debo's impacted by that. Um, so while at the end of the day, my projections right in this range, he's a guy I'm probably not taking here.
2: Yeah, I have him a couple spots lower uh, wide receiver 19. I, I do think that <clears throat> they're, you know, with McCaffrey, with Kittle, with Ayuk, who's still ascending as well. Yeah. They're just there are just a lot of mouths to feed. There's still quarterback questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you don't, you're probably not gonna need to give him as many handoffs with McCaffrey here. Yeah. And you know, even Mitchell, I mean, he's been missing half the season his first two years. You know, he plays a more normal amount of games. The the, the, the need to give Debo handoffs really considerably. Uh, shrink. So, uh, yeah. Again, still a guy. You know, I'd rather have a guy in this range than than a bunch of running backs. But yeah, there are some guys I would take over him. Uh, and Keenan Allen going here at wide receiver seventeen is one of them. He's averaged six plus catches, seventy plus yards every season since two thousand and seventeen. And you know, he like this is just a model of consistency. Still, one of the best route runners in the league, and I think. You know, he's still their high volume target, like Quentin Johnston, uh, Mike Williams. They do they do different things on, on the field, but I still think Keenan Allen's going to be that that high volume, you know, short to intermediate range target uh, for Justin Herbert, who is entering his prime. And Allen's still thirty one. It's not like he's you know super old or anything like that. So yeah, I have Allen ranked a couple of spots higher. Uh, I would take uh, I have him at wide receiver uh, fourteen, um, and mm-hmm. you know I've, I've said this all. Oh, offseason, like I I think he's being slept on. Uh, what do you think?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he's as reliable as it gets, you know. Um, he, he might be showing signs of decline at 31, but last year he didn't show any. Uh, and like you said, he he's just a great route runner. So, you know, father time might take a slower time to really have Keenan decline. And last year, you know, even though he missed a ton of time, he was still a low-end wide receiver one in the games. He was healthy. So um, I feel like his ADP is people saying he's a lot to miss more games than other receivers in this range. And I don't think that's the case. You know, injuries are pretty random. Last year he had some bad luck, but, you know, he's 100% going in the season. So getting him in this range, knowing, you know, week in, week out, you're going to get solid wide receiver two production. He's the type of guy I want to target in this range. And then later on, you know, wide receiver three, wide receiver four, that's when I like to hit home runs and maybe bank on a little bit more upside and volatility. But this range, yeah, sign me up for Keenan Allen.
2: Yeah. And you know, like Allen you know, he's one of those few guys I would say, like we look at Allen compared to a guy like Debo, who's, you know, I I just don't think there's there's still like a a range of outcomes where Debo is the overall wide receiver one. Whereas mm-hmm. if Keenan Allen, like if the Chargers are the fastest-paced team in the league, let's say Herbert leads the week in attempts. Like there's a shot Keenan Allen could be the overall yeah. wide receiver one and not and still not knock down anybody else on the team in terms of their like, you know, cut yeah. into anyone else. So uh, I don't see that for 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 a guy like Debo, probably not a guy like uh, Devontae Smith or, or even Olave. So, you know, there are some of th- some of these guys here. Where I still think Allen, especially in a full PPR uh, format, uh, has considerable upside. The floor is still there. You're just getting a discount because he missed some games uh, last year. Uh wide receiver 18 is Amari Cooper. He's only 29, even though he's entering year nine. Uh, he was uh pretty pretty effective with Deshaun Watson, averaged about nine, nine and a half yards per target. So that was good to see. Uh about eight and a half with Brissett. What do you what are your thoughts on Cooper uh in his second year with the Browns?
1: Yeah, no, I, I do like him here. You know, he's still only it seems like he's been around forever, but he's still only 28 years old, still, you know, tail end of his prime. And last year he just saw a massive target share. You know, his 39% team air yards was the sixth highest in the league. This is a very top heavy offense. Um, however, he, he should see more target competition with Elijah Moore coming out of town, but that could be offset if Deshaun Watson bounces back to you know his Texans days form. Uh, there could just be more passing yards to go around. So um, that's why, you know, I I still like Cooper this year, even with Elijah Moore there. Um, You know, also he's one of the players that, with DeAndre Hopkins officially signing in Tennessee, that that helps me pick Cooper here because there was a time, maybe it was a few weeks ago, um, where the Browns looked like a contender to get him. The, those odds had died down. But still, just having that clarity helps because, you know, he would have been, you know, closer to a, you know low end wide receiver two high end wide receiver three if they got Hopkins but having that clarity just makes me like Cooper in this range even more uh again you're gonna have uh you know high weekly floor high weekly ceiling with a guy like Cooper so he's the kind of guy I do like drafting in this range
2: yeah I I I totally agree about Hopkins I think that was that was a concern because Hopkins could come in here and you know ostensibly be the top target over Cooper uh but you know Cooper's been extremely consistent in seven of his nine years he's posted a, a thousand or more yards, which also tells you he he doesn't really miss a bunch of games ever. Uh and yeah, I still think, you know, there's still a lot of question marks at, at receiver, you know, behind him. Like, yes, in theory, Elijah Moore should be better uh and help him out. But uh, you know, Elijah Moore's no sure thing either. So um I, I still think Cooper's gonna be the, you know, the the unquestioned number one wide receiver uh here in Cleveland. So yeah, can't can't really uh Kid, nothing really to complain about with this with this ADP here. And uh, I, I do think Deshaun Watson takes a step forward because if you look at Watson, he played well with the guys who like are going to be getting the most snaps for Cleveland this year. And mm-hmm. like the guys he was struggling to throw to were the guys that probably aren't going to play very much this year. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Cooper here. Uh, Jerry Judy is the wide receiver 19. He's only, you know, he's going to his age 24 season, even though... Uh, this is his fourth year in the league. Uh, you know, this is one there's a, a lot of question marks here. I mean, you know, how does Russell Wilson rebound? Just how does Sean Payton, you know, come in here, change the the role for Judy, who had his best success, I think, as the ex-receiver in the couple of games Cortland Sutton missed last year. Uh, what do you think of Jerry Judy going here as a as a top 20 wideout?
1: Yeah, I mean, despite Russ Wilson's struggles last year. He still finished wide receiver 18, uh, which is right in this range. He's only 24 years old, still entering his prime. Um, and you know, he should face more target competition this year with Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. possibly rookie Marvin Mims. Um, you know, the Broncos really didn't have a number three wide receiver at all last season. So um that could knock Judy's target share down a bit, but I'm I'm not too concerned with it. Uh, the only thing with him is he still sits atop like a pretty massive wide receiver two wide receiver three tier where you can get a guy like Lockett or Brandon Ayuk that I'm projecting similarly a round or two later. So sometimes in this range I might get cute and try to like get Johnson Fields or another running back or maybe a tight end. So this is a range where I'm pretty flexible, knowing that I can get a similar receiver, you know, a round or two later. But uh, you know, overall, I think Judy—he's ranked about right here. It just depends on your draft strategy and what you're trying to do. But if if you're at a spot where you need a receiver and he's sitting there, absolutely take him. I think he could blow up this year uh, with Sean Payton there and Russell Wilson can't get worse than last year. So um, you know, Judy's the kind of guy where I pivot depending on you know how the first several rounds went for me.
2: Yeah, I, I do see. I do see a little bit of risk here. Like I have him uh, wide receiver 22, so I'm a little bit lower. Mm. Uh, you know, first of all. Greg Dulcich missed the first what handful of games last year. Yeah. Judy's biggest games came with Sutton out. Uh, you know, so like there are some things where I think Judy's the best receiver of the the Denver wide receivers, but you know, in with a new a new uh new offense, new new coach, new coordinator, all that stuff. I, I do think there's some uncertainty as to how exactly everything shakes out. And, you know, there's a chance that. You know, I mean, there's a chance Sutton rebounds. There's a chance Patrick rebounds. There's a chance Mims is better than we think. Dosage could take a, a leap forward. So uh, I do think Judy is still the best receiver here, but you know, does he kind of come? Um, does he just blow everyone out the water to where he's a top 20 guy? I don't know. I mean, his targets per route in his three seasons was always between 21 and 22%. Uh, So, you know, if he doesn't really increase on that, I, I think he's going to fall just short of the top 20, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but I, I do think the floor is a little higher than, than the ceiling for Judy. So yeah, he's a guy that uh, there are a couple guys. I, I think I, I would rather uh, have over him, uh, you know, in this, uh, in this tier uh, the next guy up is Calvin Ridley. He's the wide receiver 20 he's going on his age 29 season this year, obviously uh, was suspended last year for the the gambling so we really haven't we haven't seen him on the Jaguars we haven't seen him play in, in a couple of years <laughs> yeah. so how are you projecting him because when he was uh you know when he was playing he was one of the best receivers in the game and that was even with you know at, at the beginning of his career even with uh with Julio Jones there uh-huh. in Atlanta so uh, how are you kind of uh projecting Ridley here uh in, in Jacksonville
1: yeah, well, yeah, first of all, it's a great landing spot for him. I mean, he gets paired with a, you know, generational talent about to enter his prime in Trevor Lawrence. Um, unfortunately, the market's pretty sharp here. The, the, he should be a fringe top 20 wide receiver um, because he, he's not coming back from a season-long injury where he tore multiple him in his knee. I mean, he was just betting on parlays. Give me a break. So, I mean, he's going to be 100% healthy, ready to go. While he might be 29 and on – you know, starts to decline, you know, he hasn't been getting hit the past couple of years. So I, I think, you know, we should be treating him like he's still in his prime. Um, so there's a ton of upside in taking him here. However, he does he does have a wider range of outcomes just because there's a chance he doesn't return to his 2020 Falcons form. Um, so there, there's a little bit of mystery in that because like you said, we haven't seen him play in a couple of years. But I think just based on the upside uh, for him as a talent and in this offense, you know, wide receiver 20, uh, does make a ton of sense. Um, similar to Metcalf, though, where I-, I think the gap between Ridley and Kirk is similar to, you know, uh, Metcalf and Lockett. I-, I-, I think that Christian Kirk is probably the better value you can get a little bit later on. Uh, but again, the-, the upside with Ridley is undeniable. So if you take him at wide receiver, I can't fault you. Just know he does have a lower flow than most guys in this range, just because we're kind of guessing that he's going to be the same type of player we saw at the Falcons a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I have Kirk and Ridley pretty even. Actually. <laughs> That's what
1: I'm saying. Like dead even, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of tough to, to, to the, like to say, you know, Ridley is a great pick here, just because I think you can get Kirk a little later. And this is a little, yeah. this is a little different from Seattle where we've kind of seen it play out. It where it's like, you know, this one is, you know, and Ridley's actually entering his age 29 season. I mean, he's, on the other side of you know his prime now, um, now he hasn't played in, in a exactly. while, so it's not like he has like a lot of tread on the tires or anything. But I, I similar to Judy, I do, and Jay Zay Jones is playing well as, as well. So you know, similar to Judy, I I do see a little bit of downside with Ridley, com, you know, compared to some of these other guys. Um, again, still taking him over running backs, but um, not necessarily my favorite uh wide right. receiver in this tier um just because of of the uncertainty but you know the upside is there you know Trevor so. Lawrence is entering his prime so uh and there's a good chance he still is the number one receiver but um you know there, there's some risk as well uh 21 is DeAndre Hopkins 30 H31 season 11th in the league um you know i guess you know what are you what are you expecting here with with Tennessee how did that how does the how's your projection looking for him now that we know uh, where he landed?
1: I, to be fair, this seems like a below average landing spot. Um, you know, just because the Titans are such a run heavy team. Uh, but however, you know the the plus side of this is he sh- he will be <laughs> the unquestioned number one target at least in this offense. So he's going to see a high target share. Um, so in that sense, it's a great landing spot. The, you know, there's a chance he going to end up in Buffalo um or kansas city like the the ultimate landing spot would have been the chiefs so um that's probably why his adp was this high you know that was in the range of outcomes but right now he he fell down to wide receiver 28 for me just because you know like i said they're going to be run heavy team he's going to be 31 so you know he's at the tail end of his career and uh you know i view him more as a high-end wide receiver three option because he does rely on volume. Like he needs a lot of catches to produce fancy points. Whereas a guy like AJ Brown in this offense was able to post solid wide receiver, two numbers, thanks to just ridiculous efficiency. That's not really Hopkins game. So that that's why I think he gets a downgrade by the landing spot. Um, There's a chance Will Levis could be under center at some point that would hurt Hopkins, but the ripple effect from this was massive because, you know, it it certainly dings, you know, Traylon Burks, Unfortunately Chig's uh Chigakwanku's, uh stock a bit. Uh Ryan Tannehill's stock is up. And then other teams, like I thought he was going to the Patriots. So I had like Juju Smith Schuster's uh, you know, projections were way down. Those go up, so it's a boost for Juju. Uh I thought he was going to the Patriots, so I had Mac Jones, um, you know, with a little bit of a boost. So Mac Jones stock takes a a bit of a drop. So just this signing had a massive effect to everyone's ADP. So, um, you know, like a guy like Juju might be offering value now, but um, you know, this was just a massive landing spot just in terms of, I didn't see it coming. Um, So uh, yeah, but I I have him as wide receiver 28. I think this is too high. I think his ADP will drop. I think people, the market will adjust down. And I think he ends up in that wide receiver 24 to 28 range.
2: Yeah, I have him wide receiver 27 um mm-hmm. so I'm right right in line with you and uh you know I think people he's another guy I think people are kind of overstating his demise a little bit just because when you look at his underlying metrics I mean, last year he's still targeted on 26% of his routes which is very very good uh so you know he's like he should still, when he's on the field, he's still getting open mm-hmm. and he and he doesn't really even need to be open. Cause he's a great uh, kind of, you know, contested catch receiver, but you know, it's, it, it's more, it's been more so than missed games o- over the last couple of mm-hmm. years than, than anything underlying. So yeah, I, I'm not going to ding him too much, but I, I do agree. I think 21 is a bit high. Um, we're, we're kind of treating him as if, you know, it, it's kind of, there's just a little more certainty than there probably is. You know, anytime a wide receiver switches teams, I think, um, you know, there are some question marks and, you know, he's a little bit older and we know, we know the Titans are where these wide receivers go to die too.
1: (laughs) He's going to say Julio,
2: Julio, Randy Moss. uh, Who else was it? Um, Josh Gordon,
1: Robert Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, it's, it's he's not out of the woods yet. So I think this is a little bit high. I think they're probably, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, like you said, there was not many places he was going to go and uh be, you know, the unquestioned number one. I think he, yeah. he should be uh here in Tennessee. Uh, DJ Moore is the wide receiver 22. He is entering year six. He's only, uh, it's only going to be his age 26 season. Uh, How do you think the move to Chicago uh, affects him?
1: Um, you know, there, there's no question he's going to make this offense and Justin Fields better. I mean, we saw this, you know, with Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo that really, you know, boosted Josh Allen's career. Um, last year with AJ Brown really, you know, took Jalen Hurts to the next level. Um, I don't think it'll be that level, but I think that this is really going to elevate Justin Fields and the bears, but I, I still think, you know, th- this is a bit too high for DJ Moore specifically, you know, he's should still see a high target share. Like he's going to be the unquestioned number one target in this offense. But just the Bears, you know, it's not a great passing environment still, even with DJ Moore there. Um, you know, they ranked dead last in pass rate over expected last year. Uh, Justin Fields led the league in scramble rate and sack rate by a large margin. Um, and those are the two types of plays that result in lost pass attempts, as I like to call them, you know, which hurts the passing game even more. Um, now, having DJ Moore. Will help all three of those areas uh probably significantly. Um, uh, but the, the Bears are still gonna be a run-heavy team. Fields will still scramble a ton and probably take a high number of sacks as well. So um overall, this hurts uh DJ Moore's fantasy value. Not to mention there's probably not gonna be that many passing touchdowns to go around either. Um, but you know, he will still be fine, but I, I consider him more of a mid-range wide receiver three, to be honest. Um and, and really? you know, he, yeah, yeah, like I I did the projections and I'm really boosting Justin Fields as much as I can. And he's still in that range because, you know, Cole Kmet still give me a factor, you know, Darnell Mooney is probably better off as being a number two wide receiver. Um, so, you know, I think more is going to be consistent at least. Um, but it, it's hard to see him putting up, you know, numbers much higher than this.
2: Yeah. actually, I actually have them in line with, uh, with ADP here. Uh, I think, I think the bears are going to regress a, quite a bit in terms of their passing volume because over the first six or seven weeks of the season, I mean, they just did not throw the ball like at all. It was ugly. Yeah. And then they started (laughs) to throw more um, over the second half. And I think, you know, remember they had guys hurt, you know, so like Mooney was, was out of the lineup for, for a a good stretch in the second half of the season. Um, And uh, I just, and, and Claypool never really got fully healthier integrated in the offense. So, I do think you're going to see a more normal amount of pass attempts for, for fields. And, you know, just kind of looking back more recently at the guys, you know, in this similar situation, I think there's been concerns about, about Stefan Diggs that first year in Buffalo, there was concerns about uh, AJ Brown to to a certain extent, even that first year in Philly. Uh, And you look at, you know, those guys and how they kind of progressed in, 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 in what they were able to do. And I think DJ Moore is, you know, in that same kind of talent tier, and he's never really had good quarterbacks in his life. So I mean, he's always been a pretty productive receiver, never really had great quarterbacks. Last year, I think he just kind of bottomed out in terms of the the quarterback situation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually have him kind of in this range. I, I do think, I do think there's a lot of room to grow for Chicago. Uh, but even if even if they kind of do what I expect on the on the median, uh, I think he should mm-hmm. get. I think he should actually get here. So yeah, I'm a little higher on uh on DJ. He's still in that group of receivers that I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. feeling better about than uh than, than the running backs. Uh Terry McLaurin, uh he is the wide receiver 23. He is entering year five, 28 years old. Uh he's been pretty consistent uh in his, his entire career, but never hasn't really kind of had that monster season that I think he's capable of. But this is another year where it doesn't look like he's probably gonna have it because I mean you're talking yeah. about resetting. and and Sam Howell um, splitting the quarterback duty. So um, I'm
1: kind of in line with ADP. What about you? Yeah, same. And, you know, he he's the type of receiver that's who's better in real life than fantasy, just because he typically gets held back just due, due to horrible QB play. Um, and he was wide receiver 14 last year, despite the Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke disaster. Not that Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett uh, means he will be a top 10 receiver this year. Uh, But it it is worth pointing out that Heineke uh, at least seemed willing to pepper McLaurin with a ton of targets. Uh, He had a 28% target rate in the Heineke games and only a 16% target rate in the Carson Wentz, Sam Hill game. Um, So that's a bit of a concern. And, you know, well I'm guessing they give Sam Hill a, a fairly long leash to start the year. If he does struggle, at least they have Jacoby Brissett as the backup. I think that helps Terry McLaurin's, you know, floor this season. Um, You know, at worst, he'll have Jacoby Brissett, which is nice to have. Um, So, yeah, the wide receiver two range sounds about right. I mean, he has the potential to be a wide receiver one, but uh, I don't think either of these quarterbacks will give that to him this year. So it's the same old story with Terry McLaurin, where he's he's a low-end wide receiver two, despite being, you know, one of the more talented w- wide receivers in the game.
2: Yeah, and that's pretty much exactly where he finished in terms of the points per game. He was yeah. uh, we've 21st in half PBR and happy we are in 26th and in PPR points per game last year. So, you know, you kind of, you kind of looking at him right in this range and uh, yeah, I, I don't see massive downside. I don't, but I don't see massive upside just given the quarterback yeah. situation uh, either. Uh, and then Christian Watson, he closes out the wide receiver two tier. He's the number 24 receiver in terms of ADP. Uh, I really liked what he, what he was able to do. I mean, he showed explosiveness after the catch. Uh, he, he, he he got targeted on 24% of his, uh, routes. So that's, that's very good. So, I mean, guys usually take a leap entering year two. Now that the question mark is, you know, Jordan love. So how do you, how do you kind of factor, you know, the potential breakout or leap with the Jordan love uh, factor?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Watson's certainly talented enough to overcome, you know, the drop off from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan love. And to be fair, it's not like, Rodgers was playing uh, you know, two uh, two of a high level last year. Um, and you know, I, I think when it comes to Watson, it, it's really gonna come down to his health. Um, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think he can beat this ADP. But last year was a concern, you know, he was in and out of the lineup constantly. Um, you know, and he he dealt with some miscues uh in his rookie season. Um, but you know, he was the wide receiver two weeks 10 through 13. Um, and you know, over that stretch, he actually caught a 63 yard touchdown from Jordan love where he did all the work. So again, that, that kind of helps me, um, you know, project him to overcome a pretty big drop off in quarterback is he's able to generate a lot of yards after the catch. Um, they also started just giving him design rush attempts. So I think we could see him get, you know, one to three, carries the game, maybe around the goal line. I think they're going to come up with ways to get him the ball. Uh, He'll be the unquestioned number one target in this offense. So he has a lot of things going for him. It just, you know, will he stay healthy? And just because a guy has a bunch of entries year one, doesn't mean you can label him as a, you know, injury risk. So I I do like his upside, at least at wide receiver 24, Um, even though the, the quarterback play could be a drop off. Although we don't really know. We haven't seen Jordan Love play that much. Um, but he's at enough time behind Rogers and knows the offense. He could surprise people uh, this season. So I think Watson, you know, in this range sounds about right.
2: Yeah. And also there's just not really other, many other guys on the Packers that are going to command <laughs> a target share. So when you see a guy, 24% targets per route in year one, guys usually make a leap in year two. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I think the targets are going to be there. We've seen the explosiveness. So, yeah, I mean, there there could be a little bit wider range of outcomes. Maybe he could mm-hmm. put up some duds, uh, but again, you know, that's why we're we're kind of talking about getting as many of these guys as you can because I think you could say that about a lot of the yeah. guys after <laughs> him as well. You know, I mean, Drake London. We'll talk about the next pod, but he's the twenty five mm-hmm. and he's kind of in a similar situation. You know, should see a high target rate, but you know, you th- could see a, a few duds uh, from him as well. So yeah, I mean, given just given the tape that we saw from Watson, uh, I'm still taking him here. I, I still like him here um but uh yeah this is this kind of it, it just goes to show how the the wide receiver tier in terms of the the guys that you can really you know peg for a high floor uh it starts to, to deteriorate yeah. once, you, once you get to the end of this wide receiver two tier uh so love the upside for watson and uh you know because the, the floors are deteriorating here i mean now you are starting to draft for more upside so uh, yeah. i think it's, it still makes a lot of sense Uh, watson should should still be a top 25 receiver and there's a lot of room to grow i mean uh you know we you know maybe maybe the green bay packers aren't very good and they have to throw even more than Mm -hmm. last year and again just i mean just him and Dobbs. so (laughs) (laughs) all right that is going to uh wrap it up for our wide receiver two pod uh just to recap who are you uh who are you high on in, in this tier
1: um the guys I'm high on would be like Keenan Allen for where he's going. Mm-hmm. Um draft him at range. Uh I do like Amari Cooper for similar reasons. I think he has a high floor, high ceiling, range of outcomes. Um and just really anybody in this range. Uh there, there's not too many guys I would necessarily avoid. Um even DJ Moore I think in the right spots even though I'm a bit lower. Um you, you know you could take him especially in best ball with uh, Justin Field stacks. But at the end of the day it's critical to have I think three wide receivers once this tier is off the board. Yep. Um, So I think that's why I'm not being too picky. I mean, I could poke holes in all these receivers, but at the end of the day, you know, the position really drops off. So I think it's critical to have three before this tier evaporates.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm taking all these guys over like the equivalent running backs. Um, yeah. really the only the only guy I think should be like a couple spots higher is, is Keenan Allen, but everyone else, I mean, you know, uh Debo, I'm a little bit lower on, Hopkins, I'm lower on. Yeah,
1: Hopkins for sure. Uh, and,
2: and Judy a little lower on, but you know, that's you know, that's kind of within the tier, I'm still taking them over over the running backs. So yeah. um, you know, that that's kind of how how I'm, I'm looking at this, but that's gonna wrap it up for Uh, Our wide receiver two episode here on the fantasy flex. Uh, If you missed them, we got our running back episodes, our wide receiver one episode uh, and our tight end episode out already. We'll have the wide receiver three episode out later this week. So be sure to check that out. Also our fantasy rankings are up at actionnetwork.com. So you can check those out as well. Uh, Sean is on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. And we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.
0: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.